Let us pray. Father, we uh, thank you for this time when we get to look at uh, the way we worship you. And we ask that you would guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. If you don't have a prayer book, please get a prayer book. <laughs> we are, we are uh, continuing on trekking through morning prayer. Um, last week, we looked at the Venite. And we looked at that... Um, we talked about the rubric following it, about the Gloria Patri. And why, why do we add the Gloria Patri to all those things again? To make it Trinitarian. Yes, indeed. That's right. Um, and then we talked about the rubric at the top of page 10. And we're on page 10 um, about uh, what, how, how to kind of do a, an abbreviated Holy Communion. Or I'm sorry, an abbreviated morning prayer that goes into Holy Communion, which uh, gives us those uh, Old Testament and Psalm and some other stuff in addition to uh, what we normally do in communion. So we are looking at the Te Deum Laudamus. Um, on page 10, the hymn Te Deum. Um, so the Te Deum is not a, a scriptural canticle, but it's a very, very old hymn of the church. Um, they, most most uh, liturgical scholars think that uh, St. Ambrose most likely wrote the Te Deum, and um, I believe that's 4th century, so this is, this is pretty old. And it's been part of the um, regular, regular service of the church for a very long time. Um, so let's, uh, let's look at the Te Deum uh, as we, uh, then we'll talk about it. It begins, we praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry. Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable, true, and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Let's go ahead and stop there. We'll get to the next part um, in a bit. Uh, what, 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 pops up, what pops out to you when you read or hear the Te Deum? Any, anything stick out? Okay, so yeah, there, it, there is a focus on worship. That's very good. Yeah, the cherubim and seraphim. Who are those? Yeah, they're the angels. The angels in God's presence. Okay, so, that's, so the angels. Um, the holy, holy, holy. Where's that come from? Yeah, yeah, the angels before the throne, and we see this popped up in, twice. Once is in Isaiah, um, and we see it again in Revelation. I forget if we see it in, in Ezekiel's visions as well. Um, some of y'all may remember that better than me. I should remember that. I just finished Ezekiel. But, uh, but yeah, those are the two places. And, of course, that comes into our liturgy as the Sanctus. Um, and that was in the synagogue liturgy as well, um, as, as the Kadosh. Kadosh, 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 Adonai Tzavaot. So, um, yeah, that's... that's um, um, holy, holy, holy Lord God of Sabaoth. That uh, Sabaoth is just a translation of um, the Hebrew there, um, and that refers to uh, the armies of the Lord, those, those armies of angels. Um, so the, the Lord of hosts, sometimes it's, it's uh, translated. Okay, so, Trinit, um, so it's uh, worship. 
We have the angels. Um, notice the, uh, the, the, the people specifically named. Uh, the glorious company of the apostles. The goodly fellowship of the prophets. So that's our Old Testament saints, our New Testament saints. So the prophets, Old Testament, the apostles, New Testament. And then um, the noble army of martyrs. There's all your people died for the faith, especially in the early church. And then the whole church throughout all the world. So it expands from there. So um, this, is, this is very much a hymn of the church. And then we see that Trinitarian formula there. The father of infinite majesty. Thine adorable, true, and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Um, that word adorable, um, it's, it, in today's English, we think, oh, that's so cute, that's adorable. Um, not, not in Latin, not in older English. Um, this, is, this is where, th- those of y'all that were with us in the Wednesday night classes on the Seventh Council, they, we talked about that distinction between veneration and worship. In Latin, Adoramos is always worship. It is, it's, 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 it's reserved for God. Um, I believe in the 1662 prayer book, they used a different word. I forget what, what it is, but the Latin original is, 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 is adorable. Honorable? Yeah, okay. So they, and I think the reason why they softened it is because that the, the concept of, of, of adorable was already shifting by then. But it's, but yeah, Latin is, it is adorable in Latin. I mean, it is, it is, I don't, I don't, um, whatever the proper you know, conjugation of Adoramos. Yeah, I think he and I talked about that once, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I, think, I think, I don't remember, if you and I had talked about that before, Francis and I had talked about that, but um, it, was, it, was, it was within the context of that conversation, I remember that, about two, two years ago maybe, and um, yeah, I, I went back to the Latin to double check, and yeah, it is, it is, adorable is more faithful to the Latin, although that might not convey in modern English as well, so, and I do think honorable is a little, a little soft, um, um, it's, 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 and, and in the 16th century, you know, worship was not as strong in the language as it is today. You know, in the 16th, 17th century, um, you know, worship was more along the line of honor than it is today. You know, so it's, it's interesting how languages change. But, but so, yeah, that's, that's something to point out that um, in the context of this hymn, it is speaking of that worship that is reserved for God. Um, in the Greek, it would be latria. That's what we learned in that class. Uh, Dulia versus Latria. You know, Latria is, is what we're talking here in the Greek. Okay, let's look at the next, uh, next stanza. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants, whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. Um, what, uh, what stands out, what pops out in this stanza for you all? Okay, yeah, so that's, that's, yeah, number one, yeah, the second stanza is all about, all about Jesus. It is, it is addressing Christ specifically. Yeah, there's a lot of language that's similar to the creed in this stanza, right? Yeah. 
um, but it's also the context of a prayer. Um, so yeah, we, one, of, one of the things that we do in our worship is rehearse what the Lord has done. And so this rehearsing of what Jesus has done in our salvation is an important part of our worship. Oh, thou art the king of glory? Okay, art is, um, is Eliza, Elizabethan English for are. Like, like how, how, how dust is for does. So it's not, it's not speaking of art as in the arts. It's, it's, um, so so um, you are the king of glory, O Christ. You know, that, that is what you are. You know, that, that's, that's what we would say in, in today's English. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah very, very good. There's, there's going to be places where the Elizabethan English... Um, might confuse us like that. So definitely, as we look at these, bring that up. So yeah, in that case, in that context, that's just the, uh, the to-be verb. <laughs> uh, the second person uh, to-be verb there. You are the king of glory, O Christ. Okay, let's look at that third stanza. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee. We worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe us, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted. Let me never be confounded. Uh, Thoughts on this stanza? Yeah, that, that prayer for um, keeping us from sin, that's pretty, that's pretty important. Um, and, I mean, we, we could easily slip into this thing, well, if I sinned, that means the Lord wasn't answering my prayer. But, but that's not really the way that, that, that works. Um, when we're asking the Lord to keep us from sin, I think what that usually looks like is that um, when we are facing temptation, we will get that reminder from the Lord, and then it's up to us. Okay, are we gonna are we gonna fall, are we gonna you know do do what our flesh wants? Or are we going to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit? Um, that's that's the way that generally works for, for at least in my life. Um, and uh, yeah, and we won't get into uh, the track record on that. So <laughs> um, prayer, praying for mercy, that's really good. Um, and uh, because we trust in him, we know that he will be merciful to us. Um, let me never be confounded. What's confounded? Confused. Confused, yeah. I like that prayer. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess because I get confused a lot. <laughs> well, and one of the things that the, that, the, that the world, the flesh, and the devil does is it tries to confuse us. You know, they try to confuse us. It's, um, you know, and we, we see that for just for example, in kind of the way that our culture has been just rapidly, ridiculously shifted when it comes to uh, sexual norms and sexual ethics. Um, what was what was taken for granted 10 years ago is seen as bigoted now in the culture. And and and, and why why does that transformation happen so quickly? Well, because confusion gets sown. You know, you know, it's it's and and, um, 
yeah, I mean, pe- people are genuinely confused. It's, it's, it's not just rebellion. It's straight up. I mean, it's, I mean, there's some of that, but it's also confusion. Um, you know, the, the, the enemy has been very good at sowing confusion in some of these areas. So, okay. So that's the Te Deum. Um, if you'll notice on um, page nine in the, talking about the, uh, the, the, the Gloria Patri, the Te Deum is not on that list. How come? It's already Trinitarian. Yes, the Te Deum is already Trinitarian. So we don't need to add the Gloria Patri to the Te Deum uh, because it is already Trinitarian. Um, in the medieval church, the Te Deum was typically sung on Sundays in non-fasting periods. So um, during feast days, during regular, regular Sundays. Um, it was not typically done during the week. Uh, but in our prayer book, it's the default prayer for any, for, or the default canticle, first canticle, period. Um, you, you'll find that a lot of um, folks of the more Anglo-Catholic persuasion will not do the Te Deum um, during the week following that more medieval custom. They might bring in some of those medieval canticles uh, from, the, from the Old Testament, the Apocrypha, or they might just stick to the other two that are here. Um, the St. Dunstan's uh, Psalter has all those medieval ones as an option uh, to do, which, which I mean, they're, they're cool, but they're just not in the prayer book. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just part of that simplicity of the prayer book was cutting out the everyday changing options from some of the canticles. Bob? Um, you know, this is the first time I've ever even had a discussion of this idea. Yeah. Growing up in the Episcopal Church in Southern California later in life, um, to end, it was never used. After the first lesson, it was always the Benedictus. Uh, the, this, the, the Benedictus S. Domine, right? Yeah, because it says, or this canticle. Right. And the clergy always took advantage of that root, or this why do Why do you think that might be? Because it's fun to sing? I don't know. It's short. It's because it's short, yeah. <laughs> because the Apostles' Creed comes later. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I think the main reason why most I mean, and, and you're absolutely right. Even even if you listen to Cradle of Prayer, if you shoot, if you're praying with me on on, on, a, on a given on a given uh, matins, I do tend to use the Benedictus S more than the Te Deum, and the reason why is because it's short, and I get lazy, and that's not a good reason, but it is a reason. Um, <laughs> it's, so, it's so much fun to say too. Yeah. Well, it is. It is, and it depends. On, it depends on. I mean, there's there's lots of different melodies for all of these. Uh, the one that I like to use actually comes from the 1940 hymnal. Um, so it's 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 relatively simple, but it does change the melody for the second stanza and then goes back to the original melody for um, the third stanzas. So the first and third stanzas are the same melody. Then it has kind of a bridge almost in that second one. Um, that's what I, I usually do for the Te Deum, um, but and that does come from our, our 1940 hymnal. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a custom. It's a widespread custom not to use it during Lent or Advent. Um, so purple seasons um, would, would be, yeah, that's, that's the custom. Uh, but it's not, it's not in the rubrics. It's not part of the, necessarily the design. And, and that custom does come from just the way it was practiced in the, in the pre-Reformation church. It was the it was the way it was done in the Middle Ages. So, and, and that is something that I, that I do when, when I when I do, when I do have morning prayer on Sundays. I almost always do the Te Deum, 
but uh, during the week, I, 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 don't, I don't always. But, it, I mean, sometimes I do just because I want to. It's, it's, it's a nice prayer. It's a, really, it's a really neat prayer. I like it a lot. Um, and it's, you know, it's usually, like I said, laziness why I don't. So. I think it's my favorite candle, but I didn't know it for a long time. Here at All Saints, years and years ago, before we had a priest, uh, we never did the today, and occasionally the choir would sing like the first stanza, and uh, and never the whole thing, and uh, and they called it the tedium. The tedium. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and there, there, is a, there is a famous hymn. Um, I should have brought my hymnal. I, I didn't think about this. There is a hymn that is the Te Deum um, kind of set to, to um, um, meter. It's, it's a paraphrase of the Te Deum. Um, which, which one is that? Um, quiet, it, and the tune is Te Deum, um, but, but I'll, I'll have to get back to you all on that. It's, but it's, it's one of my favorite hymns, but it is based on the Te Deum. Um, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll come back to that eventually. And if someone has, the, has a hymnal on them, um, I, I, you know, look, up, look up the tune Te Deum and you'll, you'll find it. Um, okay, let's go to the next canticle, the Benedictus S. Domine. Uh, okay, so that is the, that is the, the for, off, for most of us, like we said, that is the default because it is shorter, the or this canticle, the Benedictus S. Domine. Um, and that goes, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praised and exalted above all forever. So, a Gloria Patri or no Gloria Patri? What do y'all think? Yes, yes, you would add the Gloria Patri on this one. A, it's in the rubric, but B, because it's not Trinitarian. Um, anybody know where this comes from? I hear, I hear a Psalms. Any, 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 anybody care to agree or disagree? The Bible. <laughs> It's in the Old Testament. <laughs> That's great. Um, this is actually from the apocryphal additions to Daniel. This is part of the, uh, the Song of the Three Children. Um, and so is the next canticle as well. They're both from those, those additions to Daniel that are in the apocrypha, but not in the, uh, the Hebrew um, uh, Old, Old Testament. Um, okay, yeah, and... Uh, this is, this is, again, one of those, those praise songs really talking about um, God's, uh, uh, his, his majesty, his kingship, his glory, um, you know, his greatness more than anything else there. So, and this, this does tend to be the default. Uh, any, any, what, any, anything uh, else on this that y'all uh, uh, has popped out on, on the uh, Benedictus S. Domine? Well, so one thing um, to, to point out, you know, we, we naturally fell into doing the praise and exalted above all forever as kind of the refrain from the congregation. Um, the, the way it's actually designed is, is, is when you're doing it antiphonally, you don't break it the half verse like that. Um, that that's, that's become very common when it's recited. Um, but, but, but the half verse is... is and this comes from, from when they were chanted 
in the Middle Ages, but it, then it carried over to. Um, it's it's really when you're doing an antiphonal, you tend to do it whole verse. If you if you've ever come to even song or or Compline, you'll see the choir does that. You know, one side does the one verse, the other side does the other verse, and they ro- they rotate like that. Um, I've seen it done, you know, men and women or, or men and boys, if it's an all-male all choir. Um, I've seen it done left and right, that, that um, kind of monastic style when they would sit opposite each other. If you ever watched uh, watch Call of the Midwife and they show their, their services, they, they all stand that way, the nuns do in Call of the Midwife. Um, but, but it is generally a whole verse, not at the half verse. I think the half verse thing popped up when it became more common... Um, after the 79 prayer book for it to be recited on Sunday mornings with a reader doing the first part of the congregation doing the rest. Um, and it just kind of became the norm. And the first time I ever, I ever saw it done, frankly, properly, was at an Anglican 1000 conference when I was in um, a postulate. And it was weird because it, you know, my, my church, we always did it by the half verse. But the, uh, the way it's designed is really for the full verse. So the question is, what's the asterisk for? It's for you to breathe. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a place so that the choir can breathe <laughs> and, and get back on track. Um, so that's, that's really what that's there for. And, and you'll see that both the plain song chants and the four-part Anglican chants that grow up kind of an adaptation of the plain song um, gen- generally are two-part in their melody because they're expecting the, you know, you pause at the breathing mark and then go to the second, second half of it. So, okay. Uh, anything else on this before we get to the uh, Benedicite? All right, well, then let's look at the Benedicite and... And I don't expect we're going to get much beyond that today. So, um, yeah, this, this is number three. All ye works of the Lord, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. And we turn the page. O ye angels of the Lord, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye heavens, bless the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye waters that be above the firmament, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. Y'all can say this alone if you want. O ye powers of the Lord, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye sun and moon, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye stars of heaven, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye showers and dew, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye winds of God, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye fire and heat, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye winter and summer, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye dews and frosts, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye frost and cold, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye ice and snow, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye nights and days, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye light and darkness, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O ye lightnings and clouds, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O let the earth bless the Lord, yea, let it praise him and magnify him forever. O ye mountains and hills, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. O all ye green things upon the earth, bless ye the Lord,
Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye wells, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye seas and floods, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye whales and all that move in the waters, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O all ye fowls of the air, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O all ye beasts and cattle, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye children of men, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O let Israel bless the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye priests of the Lord, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye servants of the Lord, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye spirits and souls of the righteous, bless ye the Lord. Praise ye and magnify him forever. O ye holy and humble men of heart, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. Let us bless the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Praise him and magnify him forever. Okay, so, um, uh, Gloria or no Gloria? Yeah, no Gloria, because we have the, we have the, uh, the Trinitarian ending there. Um, as we said, this is from the Song of the Three Children in those additions to Daniel from the Apocrypha. But how about that last line? Is that in, the, is that in, the, in Daniel, do you think? No. no. <laughs> that was added liturgically. Um, instead, what we have in Daniel is um, specifically naming the three, the three children, um, uh, you know, Misael, as, as, I, I always forget their names in, in the Hebrew. It's the Hebrew version. It always, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is what I remember, yeah. And unless we've been watching too much be- Veggie Tales, then it's Rack Shack and Benny. So. <laughs> I, I see our nursery people are, are 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 laughing at that. You know, it's the bunny, the bunny. Oh, we love the bunny. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, but Veggie Tales adaptation of this is 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 really one of the classic episodes. It's it's very funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, so so this is the song of the three children. Um, uh, What's, what's, what jumps out to you when you read this? And I'll share some of my thoughts after some of yours. Pam? Just from our readings that Psalm 104, and just yesterday was it, and which, you know, talks about all of the creation, you know, praise God for creation and everything the birds, Okay, so this, this is cre- very creation, cre- you know, creation praising the Lord, that natural, um, you know, every tree shall, or every uh, um, knee shall bow, every tongue confess, you know, even... If you do not, the rocks will cry out, kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's good. That's that's good. Anything else? How about the progression of this? How how's this seem to uh, to move from part to part? Do you think? seen in the um, in TV shows and the movies where um, the, uh, the they always do this per com- comedic effect. The guy will be like, no! And then they zoom out and you know, you're hearing the no echo and they zoom out from him and you see the city then you see the country and then they're in space. This is kind of like the reverse of that. You know, it, it, starts, it starts with a real um, cosmic point of view and then it, start, it zooms down um, until you get to ye holy and humble men of heart and then um, in the original you know, the three the three children who are actually doing the song. So it, it starts way out and it gets 
it zooms in. Um, that's that's the progression that this goes to. Um, kind of following up on what you know what, what Bob said about uh, how um, the, the Benedictus tended to be the one that was always done. Um, how many of y'all that grew up in the church ever heard this more than once or twice <laughs> in morning prayer? Oh, it's very rarely done because it's so long. So yeah, it's it's not it's not it's it's um it's it gets a little neglected. Um, I I know. I know I maybe recite it once a month <laughs> in all in all of them because of that. So, okay, um, let's see where are we time wise. We are right at eleven o'clock. So, um, any last thoughts uh, for the the morning prayer canticles, Delaney? Sorry, I must have missed it. But where did you say you use these? Like right oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So no, 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 no. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and I, I don't, yeah, so this kind of follows up from last week. So um, after the Old Testament reading and morning prayer, you would recite, so you do the Psalms and then the Old Testament, and then you would recite the canticle before you go into the New Testament. If you are making this, doing that hybrid service we talked about last week, where you start with an abbreviated morning prayer, you would generally do your, your Psalm, your Old Testament, your canticle, and then go into, into Holy Communion. So you do basically do the Old Testament portion of morning prayer into, into Holy Communion if you're doing that combined service. But in the, in the way that it's kind of default, you know, just for morning prayer, um, this, is the, this, is the old, this concludes the Old Testament section of morning prayer. So the next thing that, we'll, that we would do is the New Testament reading and then another canticle. And we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, um, yes, next week. Yeah, next week we will have uh, we have this class. <laughs> no. Um, soon. I don't remember when. Um, Brenda has emailed me, but I, I think the next one that Brenda organized is not until early next year. But Magda will have a report from uh, from Israel. Um, probably not. I think she'll be back by next week, but I don't think she's going to give the report yet. I'm going to give give her some time to put things together. Oh, okay. So yeah. So so Steve Steve has all the power in his hand because he is the slide man. <laughs> all right. Well, I will see you all um, in mass or as the case may be.